when I was like maybe middle school, I got one of those skin allergy tests where they put mm -hmm. all the little oh, things yeah. and, and, and I was allergic to tumbleweeds. Huh. Okay, before we begin today's podcast, I'd like to thank Stitch Fix Men um, for being one of our sponsors. Um, so I know that style is kind of an elusive beast for some of us, and I'll include myself in that category. Um, but Stitch Fix is a really good way to um, kind of have someone pick out clothes for you and dress you. And if you don't know how to style yourself, it's a really great way to uh, elevate your style. I actually got this shirt at Stitch Fix. It's very convenient. They also let you try it before you buy it, which is nice. Um, so basically what happens is you go to the website and they give you kind of a um, little like survey. It kind of asks you about your size, your style, what you prefer. Um, so they get a pretty good idea of what you like to wear and how you like to dress. Um, and then your personal stylist brings into action and they hand select five um, items for you specifically. And it's nice because they um, will go through like shirts or pants or shoes, they even have like jewelry and stuff. Um, and I know that personal stylist sounds really like rich and bougie, but it's really not. It's actually very um, affordable. Um, their styling fee is only $20. Um, and what happens is they'll send you the box. And um, if you wanna keep anything, the $20 goes towards um, what you purchase, which is really nice. And you can also select how much you want to spend on clothes. That's a question they'll ask you. Like, do you not want to spend that much? Would you be okay with spending more? So there's kind of a set price range in there too. And since your personal stylist uses only your preferences to pick your clothes, it's totally in your control. Um, and then once your items arrive, you can decide what you want. You pay for what you keep. If you don't keep anything, you just pay the $20 styling fee. You send everything back. That doesn't really happen though. Even the first box that they sent me, they nailed it like right out the gate. So you can get your fix whenever you want. Like you can say, I want it this month and then cancel it for the next few months. Um, or you can get it monthly. You can get it bi-monthly. It's really easy to set it up for your schedule for when you want it. Um, the choice is yours. And I really enjoy Stitch Fix a lot. So hurry to stitchfix.com slash pine to get started now. Keep all five items in your box and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash pine. Stitchfix.com slash pine. That was really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so welcome to the first episode of Beyond the Fine. I'm, we're all really excited to be here. I'm so excited to have so many women in the office because it's usually very um, <laughs> testosterone. Less smelly. <laughs> yes. We won't fart on you, Mimi, I promise. Yeah. Well, I can't guarantee you. I have <laughs> fart on you. I'll take your farts over the boys' farts <laughs> any day. Um, yeah, so thank you all for being here. And um, thank you to everybody who submitted questions on the Reddit. Um, all of these questions have been from Reddit. So thank you so much. So I guess probably you want to start... Um, by going around and introducing ourselves and then maybe talking about um, the reason that we're all here, the company and the boys. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> sure. do you want to start Sammy Joe? Well, I'm Sammy Joe. You might already know. Oh, I ruined it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you might already know well, me. <laughs> um, about a year ago, next month is when that sleepover episode happened. Aww. So that's when I met you guys. Aww. My name is Alyssa, and I'm Steve's fiance. Um, and Steve started Sugar Pine Seven, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm Lauren. Uh, James is my boyfriend, <laughs> and that's also why I'm here. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'm Mimi. Um, 
uh, Jamie's my boyfriend, but I'm also a producer at Sugar Pine, so I'm here for a couple of good reasons. Hell yeah. I'm Autumn. I'm the Sugar Pine editor. Not the only one anymore. We have Vicky now. She's fucking rad. Um, oh, Vicky's not here. Rip. I, Sorry yeah, about that. I that's I okay. Yeah, she, you guys will meet her. She's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm here. I've been here. I'm trying to remember when Steve, when I started working with Steve. The first video I did with Sugar Pine was uh, the one where they like go to the mall and Parker and Steve dressed up like each other. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to remember. That was a good one. one. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here that for one. that long. And that's why I'm here. Awesome. Um, okay, so why don't we start out? I would love to know what everyone's relationship with YouTube is. Like, how familiar you were with it when you became affiliated with the company or just yeah I can start off with that because I actually have been watching YouTube for a really long time like not just a casual watcher but like subscribing to channels and everything Mm -hmm. and I was the only one out of all of my friends throughout high school and college that actually watched YouTube so I actually the first person I ever subscribed to was Phil Philip DeFranco Mm -hmm. in I think like 2009 it was like really long time ago Um, and then so I always kind of like what would watch him throughout like high school and college. And then my senior year of college, I interned at SourceFed right when it was first starting up. That's going to like date me now. Everyone knows how old I am. But <laughs> um, when it was first starting up was my senior year of college. And so he had like put out something on his personal channel being like, hey, I just got this. Um, I think it was grant money from that Google was giving out to certain oh, channels yeah. to start up mm-hmm. new channels. And so he had put out um, like an ad on intern sushi uh, asking for people to apply. So I applied and interviewed for it and started working there um, as an intern, unpaid intern. And I worked there for like three months and I was like, that's enough to not be paid. That was like a really yeah, long time. Yeah. yeah. And I was also in school still. Holy shit. And dude. I was also working anyway, like a paying job. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little much. It was only yeah. like three days a week. And then later that's how I met Steve. Um, yeah. Which we can go <laughs> into that later. Um, but yeah, so that's Good my story. relationship with YouTube. So a watcher, a long time watcher. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Anybody cool. else? Did you guys know that I was a little YouTuber back in 2007? No. <laughs> well, I always joke one day I, I want to like release those videos. Everything's on private. Don't, don't go looking oh around. <laughs> I was, I think I was like 10 years old and my best friend was eight. I didn't know how like YouTube worked or how to make an account. So she had an account and we used hers. And we would always watch like Jenna Marbles and Shane Dawson, so that was like the inspiration. And Mm -hmm. we made the stupidest videos. We did like Chubby Bunny and like those type (laughs) of things. It was kind of like the early vlog days with my little pink Fujifilm digital camera. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was fun. I like so I like figured out how to get views too. I was very tech savvy. (laughs) I was at the time I was like the the queen of the fandom for the Naked Brothers band. Nice. (laughs) And everything. So like these kids were watching the videos. But what I would do was every episode of the Naked Brothers band, they played like a new song in it. And I knew people would be looking for the song. So I like recorded, I remember recording my TV screen to like on my camera to get the audio of the song before it was released and then I would like draw you know when you like draw a face on your chin yeah like, oh my god I mean, Sammy like, Joe. like saying with my no chin no. to the song That's but so I put it up in after the episode and it got 
like 80,000 views overnight. <laughs> but like this was before you could monetize or make money on YouTube. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. know like what I was doing, but I had a video oh God, that got that's amazing. over like 2 million views. Oh my, it's of your chin on. singing? <laughs> that one wasn't my chin. That was like a slide. It was so stupid. Wait, I really want to see chin so one. Views, but I put everything on private in high school when I was applying to colleges because they told me like colleges are going to look you up. And for some reason, I thought it would be bad to have like these. <laughs> bad. They're like, yeah. they like but, think you're insane know. because yeah. you're filming your chin. So that's, what I did. But that's honestly my biggest regret because I stopped it and that was right before like YouTube became really big. But oh, when they came out here and was like, you know, I'm going to try again. So, Dude, that's a that's an accomplishment. Should I do? Videos. Should we do one? Yeah, let's get all of our chins, film it upside down. The next podcast, uh, my I don't feel confident. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll like right, cheer you guys on. Yeah, my friends. I'll cheer you guys on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I've always loved YouTube. That's cool. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. It's hard to get two minutes now, back then, I don't know. And like tags, everything was different. Also music like didn't get copyrighted like oh, didn't get, right right didn't get taken yeah. down or anything so mm -hmm. yeah damn yeah. damn Sammy. yeah though. i'll show you guys <laughs> they're on private like i have them but don't look like you won't find them but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. how about you learn what's your youtube um it's been pretty casual but also i mean I'll like go on YouTube binges <laughs> since I was oh younger. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I used to watch or still watch do Jenna Marbles. Yeah, I watched yeah. Sammy Joe's. <laughs> yeah, um, Jenna Marbles was one of my favorites, and um, we met her, didn't we? We did. We yeah. gave her a hug. I was, we that was like so my childhood dream. When did you guys meet her? She was really really nice. No, Steve wanted to go home. She was really yeah. drunk, and we like. She was so her. nice to like. Yeah, I'd be like. You and can we hug you? That's yeah. all we did. We like, can we just give a, you a hug? hug? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then also like, I've heard of crushes on like, uh, like scene YouTube. Kids. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. watch them. I forget their names now though. But there's, um, there's one kid. Yeah. Like, uh, so I mean, yeah. but other than that, pretty casual. <laughs> It's so easy to fall down a black hole of YouTube videos. Oh, though. completely. Yeah. Once you're Very in it, easy. it's hard to get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Okay, well, I didn't have any friends in high school because I was a fucking loser. So I watched <laughs> YouTube like constantly. But it was the same thing that you were talking about where like no one I knew watched yeah, YouTube shows. Yeah. So I was always like embarrassed to talk about it. But I've actually been a fan of Rooster Teeth for a really long time. I like grew up watching Red vs. Blue and all that stuff. So I kind of um, like went with Rooster Teeth on their journey of like grow going through YouTube growing pains and all that stuff. So it's cool that I work for them now, even though... Once I hit like 17, I kind of stopped watching them as much. Um, but yeah, I uh, I watched Rooster Teeth for a long time. I watched Inside Gaming before they were part of Rooster Teeth. So that's weird. And Bruce and I try not to talk about that ever because I've technically known him for like five years because of how much I watched him. Oh, before oh we that's so funny. So much. I always try to like trick him. I mean, uh -huh. exactly. I'm like, what would you do if I told you I've been a fan like for years? <laughs> oh, God. Like, I don't. It's like, so <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's like. Oh, I no, wasn't. I never met him. I've seen him before. But. Yeah, no, it's it's a really weird. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it feels it feels a little bit better because we didn't meet until I had like stopped watching them basically. And, <laughs> and, I, and I was like working for the company at that point. So we right. were like peers Did as opposed to like. Did you put the two like, together though? Like, do you Oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. When I met when I met everyone at Rooster Teeth, like the first the first RTX we went to, which was the last one, um, I just like my, that whole day was like, holy fuck! I can't believe I'm meeting all these people. Aww. And I remember when I met 
um, them, like Funhouse specifically, because I'd been watching them for a long time as inside gaming. I was like, oh, stars in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've, I've been watching YouTube for fucking forever. I, I was watching SourceFed too before I got hired there, so that was that was fun. But yeah, yeah. I'm pretty new to YouTube. Yeah. I remember when Jamie and I first started dating, he would watch people play video games on the internet, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, why are you watching people play? You have the consoles. Like, let's just yeah. play. Oh, there's a software <laughs> episode about that. And yeah, and then I got like super into it too, and I got really invested in like the the Game Grumps. I think was the first, right? Was that the first mm-hmm. one? Yeah, the Game Grumps and Markiplier, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I now I'm like really into like makeup and skincare and hair videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch all the time now. But before I had no idea what it was. And even when I started working here, I was like, I'm just going to pretend that I know about YouTube <laughs> and what they're doing. Yeah. And so basically, yes, yeah, so I've been faking it till like, yes, made it here. There's so many verticals too. Yeah. It's so different from mm-hmm. traditional film and media. Mm-hmm. It's huge. That, different. Yeah. 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 So it's been, this is, I'm, feeling quite new and out of my element most of the time but i think i'm starting to get a handle on like what youtube is and how awesome it is yeah Yeah, but i'm happy to be new to the youtube community (laughs) we just clap after after everyone speaks every time (laughs) we're also supportive (laughs) a little too supportive (laughs) so a huge thank you to skillshare for sponsoring this podcast and skillshare is a really awesome company that i cannot believe i haven't heard about sooner Um, Skillshare is an online learning community with more than 20,000 classes in design, photo, and more. Premium membership gives you unlimited access so you can improve your skills, unlock new opportunities, and do the work you love. Skillshare believes in accessible learning, and the price reflects that. An annual subscription with unlimited access is less than $10 a month, making it one of the best deals you can find for online education. And since Skillshare is sponsoring this video, the first 500 people to use the promo link in the description will get their first two months free to try risk-free. So go to https colon forward slash forward slash skl dot sh forward slash p-i-n-e-5. Somebody asked on the Reddit about how Alyssa felt after bringing in all of the views for the Sexy Nightmare video. Oh, I can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love to talk about like how you felt yeah, about that. Yeah, we could go off on a tangent. And how, yeah, just how everybody feels about like being a female on YouTube and we all know what the comment sections look like. Mm-hmm. What's your take on when a, your physical appearance is commented on and when your physical appearance is used to like boost views, which it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple feelings about it. My initial feeling is that, I mean, it doesn't bother me if people are going to make comments about my appearance on the internet, but I also felt like in that particular case, I was getting like a lot of DMs and like tweets from women who were upset with me or girls oh, no. I guess maybe is better like the fans yeah like watch? I don't know if it was fans or what but it, people being like oh you're like selling out like you're selling your body for views and I don't maybe this is like exclusive to people who have like larger breasts but like I'm not a small woman so no matter what I wear you're gonna be able to tell what I look like mm-hmm. and so to me like just putting on a shirt and happening to have cleavage in it. It's not like I intentionally was like, 
oh, Steve, let me like put on a push-up yeah. bra and then like, <laughs> let's contour my tits and like make them really prominent. Like, no, that's just like what my body looks like. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it like was not a big deal to be in the thumbnail. And I feel like other people make it into a bigger deal. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Steve's exploiting his fiance. Like, no, this is what I look like. And he put me in a video. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is like doing it. Yeah, and, like, and this is what I wear on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not going to change what I wear or like tr- I'm not going to put on like a sports bra on a turtleneck and yeah. be like now I'll yeah. be in the video Steve like mm-hmm. no like I am I can I'm going to wear whatever I want and this yeah. is just what I happen to look like but yeah it was kind of weird cuz I did feel like there were a lot of girls that were upset with me like oh you're selling out like you're mm-hmm. yeah I don't know so that that would be my feeling on it and as far as like views go that video was really great like regardless of the thumbnail it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was really funny I laughed really hard um I mean, with the scene where like James has like the dad is like dying yeah, and yeah. yeah, like I laughed so hard at that part. So if a catchy thumbnail brings people in, mm-hmm. that's one thing, but they're not going to stay if the video's not good. Yeah. And so the didn't f- get downvoted a lot. It wasn't no, like a, no, mm-mm. yeah, yeah. So I think that really just speaks to like what a good video overall it was. Okay. And so I don't see anything wrong with a catchy thumbnail anyway. Like if a close up of a female brings in the views that's fine because people are only going to stay if the content's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, it, look, our sexuality and our, and our bodies are used against us every day. Mm-hmm. Why can't we use it to our advantage if you want to? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with women who do use their bodies in a way to help themselves out in life. So if, whether you want to do it or whether it's just the way that your body looks like, just kind of back off and let women make their own choices is, is my thought. And like, I think putting yourself out there on YouTube as a woman, as I know all of us have seen is risky. Like if you, which I know it's bad to look at the comments, but like I've done it. (laughs) And sometimes, yeah, I leave feeling like absolute shit because people are really mean. So it's like, you know what, if, if we're putting ourselves out there, like, we get a thumbs up for just putting ourselves out there. And if we want to wear less or wear more, like, you know what? We're just all great the way we are and everyone can just shut up. We're not even and not making mean. about our bodies. People yeah. are kind of like thick and like I'm wearing <laughs> sweats. I'm sorry yeah. I exist. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, Autumn, you can probably relate to that. Oh, yeah. I don't because uh, I fucking wear like shirts and uh, and jeans like every day. So I'm not wearing anything <laughs> revealing. Not that it would matter if I was. But people still like, yeah. try to think about what that would look like in their head and then make a yeah. comment as if you were wearing something else. You can't yeah, which like that's wear. just YouTube. And I, and I like... I learned at SourceFed too, just like, you know, don't, like, I will only ever read the first, like, two top pages of comments. And then after that, I'm like, I'm not going to read anymore because that's where, like, the dregs of comments lay. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's just the internet. Like, and, and you know what? It worked. That video has how many millions of views? Like, two, like six over two. Now. No, I think it's over, over six. six now. Yeah. Holy crap. That's so, amazing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it works. And it's exactly like you were saying. Like, we use clickbait to bring people in, but people don't stay unless the video is good. So. Right. Like, yeah. Like, SB7 really doesn't clickbait. No. They really and don't like. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, okay, it's one thing to think of the catchiest thumbnail and catchiest title for the video, but, but it's, it's not in like, the video. It's not like. Reaction yeah. made her cry $80,000. <laughs> That's haunted yeah, in parentheses. We, right? try, <laughs> we definitely try to like, because Bruce is helping us now with like the thumbnail yeah. and title and stuff, which Funhouse is really good at like 
making like it's clickbait but it's like clever you know it's not like way to make it appealing exactly yeah it's like it's usually like funny like it'll it'll draw you in and it'll draw in new people because they're like oh maybe there's sex in this but then like (laughs) there's not there's never sex i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it now um but yeah so like we we do definitely I, i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with clickbait as long as you do it in the right way like as long as it has to do with the content of your video mm-hmm. and like as long as it you know is like kind of funny or like appealing then like who cares it brings people in it works so it has to, there's it so much content i'll scroll through even like my subscriptions and like i want to watch it all there's so much but mm-hmm. then it all comes down to what's the thumbnail what's the title yeah i need to be clickbaited or yeah. i don't know where to start oh Sometimes my I'll god tab though and like have them yeah. all open yeah i just got really upset because i so yesterday we were at <laughs> we were at fucking rite aid and i saw an in touch magazine that had a picture of jennifer aniston and brad pitt standing next to each other saying they're or it's like they're gonna have a baby or something and i was like they're back together what the fuck and i immediately bought it and i walked out and it's they were like the whole article was that they reconnected because now they're oh both single. Oh, they had yeah. to work yeah. like In Touch magazine fucking clickbaited me. Yeah. I was so <laughs> upset. But that's exactly like how you do it, you know? You need a story. So, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. clickbait has like garnered a negative stigma mm-hmm. in recent times, but we've always been clickbaited. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. half of news is yeah. just fear mongering people into yeah. watching the news. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Big time. you know it's funny. I think right when I was in the first video, I just posted a video where I went on a hot air balloon with my best friend from home. Oh, and, like, I remember that. We were yeah. it, I titled it like we got engaged <laughs> because we went on like a hot air balloon ride and I wanted to like do a fake like proposal in front of everyone. Like I thought it would be funny. And we didn't act we like did like pretended like we were whispering like okay and like, whatever <laughs> it was so stupid but like I, that video got so many views because they all thought it was me and clay yeah and that was i didn't uh. need to click babe it's just happened it worked yeah yeah i mean we did a we did a whole episode where um uh i that was the episode where i was getting my ass tattoo so like oh yeah yeah <laughs> i i kind of show my ass a little bit in that video you but like yeah, but like, I, but the thing you is, can't like, really who see anything. Cares? Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like the boys never make us do anything. No, like, no, never ever no. make us do anything like that. It's just one of those things where like, if we show up in the video and there is like when you guys were at the beach, yeah. I absolutely oh, yeah. pulled the bikini photo <laughs> to put in the thumb. And that's the thing too. I make the thumbnails, so it's not the boys right. being like, Mer. it's me being Oops. like a hot lady. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So woman-on-woman crime i think Uh, is what's going on right now well and like to go along with what you were saying even Mm -hmm. for the thumbnail the sexy nightmare it's not like steve like i said it's not like steve was like put on a skimpy shirt and like yeah it's so much worse like you're kind of just like laying with the dog yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. and so it's like i pick out my outfit and i have i was in the video and then the thumbnail got chosen it's not like it it's not like i feel like sometimes fans or viewers will think they think it's like some big production or like there's a master plan there is no master plan with any (laughs) of this just life yeah zero plans yeah (laughs) ever i think everyone wants to know about what our own personal careers and hobbies and passion projects and and goals are because we all have those things and i think it'd be great to share them yeah, for Anybody sure. wants to start with? No goals here. Yeah, zero goals. <laughs> goalless. <laughs> That's my goal. It's to, it's to be goalless. Yeah. To be a lady yeah. of leisure. Yes. <laughs> was I? 
Were we talking about ladies of leisure? Was that me with you? I don't remember. I talk about being a lady of leisure all the time. Yeah, I think we were talking about how it would be amazing to just be like a housewife. Oh, God. To fucking do I would like, get so bored. I, I would get bored immediately, but yeah. like the idea of it is so After amazing in my head. <laughs> After an hour, I'd be like, fuck. Damn it. What do I do? There is. Honestly, it. though, I have so much more respect for like women who do choose to stay at home because Steve does zero housework and I do work full time. And so then on my off time I'm cleaning and I'm like this is a lot of stuff to clean yeah what the like fuck? and taking care of animals I can't even imagine with kids mm -hmm. like oh, now can't. that I'm an adult I have so much more respect for women that choose to stay at home because they're not oh, just yeah. sitting around doing nothing no, no I want to yeah. sit around and do you nothing. want to sit around and do nothing okay well <laughs> but, no okay. Yeah. lady of leisure but nine nannies yeah. a housekeeper oh there you go there you go yes a chauffeur <laughs> nine nannies but you have no oh children. yes a That's chef the dream yes yeah personal chef I can't cook I can't cook. Me neither. I'm not very good. I don't even try. Blue Apron, oh, guys. Blue. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, sponsor us. I know. <laughs> I don't have, like, I, I can't do Blue Apron because they give you so many ingredients. You still have to do it yourself. Oh, like, I, I love it, though. I understand they supply it, but I still can't. I haven't tried it yet. I like it because uh, you're learning to cook a little bit more, yeah. and you know how to cook these certain things. Like, I wasn't very good at cooking steak before, and then they kind of bring you through different ways to teach. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> to teach <laughs> to cook steak and so now i could probably cook one on my own wow. dude blue apron get I on know, this i know I, <laughs> look whenever i like a product i feel like i'm a walking advertisement dude, i mean that's great yeah uh, uh yeah i actually i like cooking a lot i don't yeah, get to like cook cooking. either though because bruce like only ever wants to eat out he hates oh. cooking so i was just like well, okay I guess we'll eat Chipotle every single day for the rest of my oh life. Oh, God. I can't eat Chipotle. That just destroys my colon. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, Aww. this is why you it. fucking fart so much, dude. It's because you eat Chipotle every day. It's a fucking nightmare for your liver. I just can't get over the white rice in a burrito it really upsets me really really yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i don't like rice in, rice in it i don't like rice in my burritos I like, it. I like rice but i like spanish rice in a burrito like there's oh. something about white rice in a burrito that just makes me kind mm. of angry oh my god so. you guys when i first moved to la for college i was at a chipotle with my friends and it was freshman year and i got propositioned for a porno no way real at a chipotle and i did it at a chipotle though like as like i'm about to start having diarrhea oh my god what a place yeah i know just go to chipotle and the average goer maybe you have like one of those kind of porns like diarrhea porn right on their chest that would be a good place to seek out like in the next yeah you're already prepped and ready so but our goals and aspirations not porn. I did not go. <laughs> did not uh, but partake in that. You if you did. Thank you. Yeah, it's it totally fine body. if people do it. But I work in human resources, which is the opposite of porn. <laughs> but yeah, if there was going to be an opposite. Yeah, if there was yeah, going to be an opposite, that's resources. it. Mm -hmm. that's true. So I, um, I have one coworker, and uh, we work in agriculture. And so she mostly focuses on employee relations, and then I mostly focus on the law compliance side. So. Um, there's a lot of stuff in HR that I think people don't think about. I mean, I certainly didn't think about any of it before I got into HR, but there's so many laws, especially in California, um, labor laws. And so I have to keep up to date on all of them, implement them. Um, we're in a Spanish speaking environment, so I have to translate them. I have to train people. Do you speak Spanish? Mm -hmm. cool. Nobody speaks English at my job. Like you're fluent? I mean, anytime that you have a second language, I think that 
I know that maybe this is like a personal opinion, but I feel like it's almost disrespectful to say like, yeah, I'm 100% fluent in Spanish yeah. because I don't Make think... conversation. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I think if you're not born into a specific culture, you're never going to be 100%. I just ran into that, but <laughs> you're never going to be 100% in a language because it's like you weren't born into it. So there's going to be slang you don't understand or like certain jargon or expressions you don't understand, but I... I can carry on a conversation. I can take down complaints. I can do trainings and translations. I actually did do some linguistic work for uh, DreamWorks at one point, which was really fun awesome. for Latin American Spanish. But I used to do a lot more translations and because uh, I used to have more free time and now I don't. Mm. But yeah, I like HR. It's fun. Um, I mean, you're never bored. There's always something new. I could tell a million stories, but it probably wouldn't be appropriate or professional on a <laughs> public podcast setting. Your stories are yeah. great, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've got a lot. Um, but yeah, that's what I do, and I really like it. You wanting to, like, move up in the HR world? Or you want to get out of there? Or um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to stick with it. I think if there was anything I would transition into, it would be maybe even more of the legal side of it because hmm. that is my favorite part um as annoying as it is when you have to like frivolous lawsuits are such a thing that most people don't realize happen and mm -hmm. i'm it's my job to respond to them mm -hmm. so i have to coordinate with lawyers i have to sit in depositions i have to collect witness statements um i have to conduct like incident investigations accident investigations and so that type of stuff as as like disheartening as it can be when it is a frivolous lawsuit it's also really interesting and you get to talk to a bunch of people so i think if i if i continue in hr um i would want to transition more into like a legal department i know some bigger hr departments have like one person only dedicated to the legal side of it and so i think that that would probably be the ultimate goal That's for cool. me yeah. yeah sweet cool uh I'll go. <laughs> uh, I'm a graphic designer right now. Um, I'm trying to work into more of being like a user experience designer. Um, and I just got my certificate in it cool. after a week long, long 40 hour class. Can you explain in what that is? Yeah. Oh, that's um, what you went there for? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, I mean, user experience design, I'm at my job right now doing a lot of like the web design already um, mm -hmm. for like our clients and also the internal company. And um, user experience design is bringing that web design, but uh, with some beginning research involved. Um, there's the research process, so you have a lot of testing to know mm -hmm. your users, um, even like trying out what works best for your site afterwards. Um, there, you sketch it out, you prototype, test it some more, and then you finally implement it and get it developed. The part that I'm really trying to work on is like the research stuff, because there's so much that goes into that. I worked in San Francisco for a few years doing that. <laughs> I know, I miss it there. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but I really like LA. And um, yeah, and then I have the job that, I work from home for like six months or so, and then okay. I have the job that I have now. That's sweet. Awesome. Awesome. James at school, right? Yeah, yeah. Five and a half oh, years ago. That's a so long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good chunk. I mean, by th by this point, you know that it's going to work out, which I is know. nice. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like once you get over the two-year mark, yeah, that's well, like the I've big heard hurdle. What I've heard is that uh, it's supposed to be like seven years of being friends, or I guess maybe yeah. a relationship would also apply, but if you're friends with someone for seven years, you're going to be friends with them for the rest of your life. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Seven yeah. years. I'm Now I'm like trying to think yeah, back. I know. I know. Like, which friends do I have <laughs> that I've been friends with for seven years? That, that's yeah. true in my experience. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That's cool. <laughs> you uh, Do you want to keep doing more graphic design stuff? I mean, it sounds like you're 
going into this user experience uh yeah i mean i really i love print design too it's Mm -hmm. like the grids like (laughs) don't get me started uh, like (laughs) you're like getting a boner over it right now i think i should move to a different couch (laughs) i think it's a really great uh starting point too because you know a lot about like the type and what works and um i also just have ocd with aligning things mm-hmm. and so graphic design is a really great way to to <laughs> <do laughs> like massage your ocd yeah. but yeah so i i don't think i'd ever give that up i think i'd always just do that on the side but for work Sweet. in general i really want to get into user experience time because i really like it because it's not just opinion which graphic design can kind of be mm-hmm. and that can be a little bit more emotional it's really it's based on fact and what actually uh, gets the users through the flow to purchase the product to uh, be able to use it, um, not to leave, things like that, and right. you really figure out what actually works. Huh. And, yeah, Sammy so, Joe. Well, I actually came to LA. I got a communications degree and I came here, and I wanted to do TV production, which I had no experience in, or PR, which I also had no experience in. <laughs> so I came out here not knowing what I wanted to do. I actually came out here without a job or an apartment, and I was like staying with Damn. my friends, and I was applying to jobs, and then I had a job interview like 48 hours of being here and oh then when they ask like they're like oh how long have you lived here and I'm like oh a couple weeks they're like wow you're so new and I'm thinking like <laughs> literally got here yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that was my first job here um this job I had for the one I had now and it was at a YouTube network um but I was doing sponsorship stuff so now I do kind of the same thing it's called influencer marketing hmm. and it's I'm like the middleman between the agencies and the brands and then like the YouTubers and influencers um and do like I like find the right people for the right brands and I put it together and like manage that whole sponsorship so it's pretty cool to see like every side of it and like how we're doing the ad reads and seeing right. all of it yeah, that's probably really that's interesting cool. to see the front end and mm-hmm. the back end then for you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was something I didn't know even existed. So I didn't go to school for that. I didn't come out here thinking I was going to do it and then kind of ended up in it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. You learn a lot and it's all it's all related. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a very new, I feel like that's a, a new kind of part of, of that, yeah. like, you know, career thing because yeah. of digital media. I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure in my job interview, I remember my boss asking me, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, that question. And mm-hmm. I said, honestly, I don't think it exists yet. Because you're probably changing totally so fast. That's actually a really good answer. VR now, and, mm-hmm. like, who right. knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did some designing for VR. Really? Yeah. Did you? Oh, that's wow. cool, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. How? Like, what'd you do? Well, just the interface design. Like, I didn't code that's it or super anything. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really that's cool. So cool. That's so dope. We, uh, at the old production company I used to work at in Phoenix, we had, like, we used to do, um, is it called oh we used to do like real estate tours so we do vr oh, tours yeah. of like houses oh, and stuff cool. oh. it's crazy so we had like we had graphic designers who would design like the interface for it too was it just yeah. like yeah. a 360 really crazy. or was it like no you could you could walk through it because it was um what is it called god damn it it's the the oh. one that you can like goggles? the verve oh vibe oh literally literally verve? you put goggles verve. on and Vive. Vive is is the thing that we upload to. It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But yeah, you put it on and then you walk um, in like a boundary. And then if you go past the boundary, you can just like click forward and then you can walk in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Clay and I did a really cool thing. They had, it was like a pop up thing at the mall called Dreamscape. And it's actually a sponsorship. I got them. Um, (laughs) But like, it was the kind that you, so we put on these like backpack things Mm -hmm. and we put on things on our feet and our hands and the helmet. So 
I was, we were standing in a room and there was like a platform and like two pole things in real life. And then once I put the thing on, they made it so the room you're in was also VR'd. Um, because I still saw the same things, but in VR version. And then I looked down and I still saw my arms. Like I could see it moving and stuff. But they were and like animated? It was, it was. So you get to choose a character too. Mine accidentally like switched my race and his, which was um, really threw me off. And he was like coming on to me, and I'm like, "Excuse me, sir." You're like, "Is this is this my husband?" Because you're just like VR porn and stuff too. Oh, and yeah. I didn't see oh, how that could be very right. successful. I forgot just, about like, that. Talking mm-hmm. to me and like touching you, like you could feel it and see it. And that was a different man. Yeah. Oh, weird. got weird. it. Yeah. It was cool huh. though. VR is cool. could use it for VR role really playing. Cool. Yeah, he's VR for a while. Yeah, there's yeah, it's, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how immersive it is, though, it especially is. when you put earphones in. Oh, but that it one, is. they had like these animals. It was like an alien zoo, and you could pet them, and they like sprayed Ooh. water out, so you could touch it, you could see it, you could feel it. It was very feel cool. it. There was all the color, <laughs> Dude, the animals. Yeah, like the water. It was rubbery. Oh. Yeah, you feel the water oh, that wow. sprayed on you. Oh, huh. that. Oh, wow. I should see if that. Wait, so where did it make this? Yeah. It was a pop-up at like Century City Mall. Oh, that's cool. Did it there, make you dizzy? Because I remember Raina, Raina saying that it makes her dizzy. Not at all because like the, the quality headsets. was really good. Oh, yeah. Some, mm-hmm. The headsets where you only have a box or something, you look the around and it's kind of like grainy. Those make me dizzy. The and painting really one quality. made me biz- dizzy. Oh, what, what, did? what did you use? Um, the Vive, right? The painting one that we did. Yeah. I got real car sick. Or motion sick. Oh, really? Oculus. Yeah. The Oculus, yeah. Kind of I, I haven't tried Oculus any of them. That's why VR is kind of a tough thing because not everyone can afford, like, you can't afford to get a super nice headset that's not going yeah. like to yeah. especially if you're gaming with it for hours. And yeah. I, I heard that the Vive is the only one that shows in 1080. I don't know if that's still current, but I remember when we were doing those, like, tours, we got a Vive because it was the only one showing in 1080. So, like, everything else looked like garbage, made you sick. So, that might be why. Maybe. Unless I'm wrong. I could be. Yeah. Have you guys tried the PlayStation one? Mm-mm. I haven't yes. either. Did oh, we, yeah? Is that the one we did? We've done all. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I everything. <laughs> yeah, we did, so we did the PlayStation. The, with the, the archery one was my favorite. They have, like, the, like, things. Well, Do you have hand <laughs> things for it? Yeah. You, uh, for the PlayStation yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gloves? No, they're like oh sensors, they're like sensors. Yeah, yeah and then you hold on to like them. you. Could, it feels like you're actually Ooh. like bringing the arrow back. Oh, oh, oh like cool. it has resistance. Yes. On it? Oh, that's it, interesting. it's vibrations, but it genuinely feels like you're d- you're doing it. It was huh. the coolest thing, hmm. cool. and that was for the PlayStation. When you see it, you, you like feel it in your head. Yeah. Your brain is so yeah yeah. Your brain is so dumb. I literally the first time I put a VR headset on, I was like, ah, this is not gonna be that cool. We were overhyped, and then I was like, holy fuck, this is yeah. awesome. <laughs> My brain is really dumb. Thinks this is going on. Uh, well, I don't to talk about your careers and goals and all that fun stuff. Um, well. You're looking at it. I know. Like, <laughs> I know most of you guys like know my career anyway because it's what I do here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I've been editing for five years now. I want to say professionally, so it's a pretty solid chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I used to do commercials and stuff um, when I first started working in Phoenix, which was not fun, and I definitely don't want to go back to doing that because <laughs> it's really fucking boring. Um, YouTube's cool. Digital media is really really fun because editing is very different like you have kind of a whole other set of rules and i think that's true for every department in digital media um it's a lot more free form 
It's supposed to like when you're working in commercial or when you're working in film or TV, it's a lot more structured. And I actually realized that when we were searching for an assistant editor, a lot of the assistant editors who were applying came from like film and television. And they were asking me these questions that were very much like, what's your like naming convention like? What's your workflow like? How's your proxy flow? And I was just like, we don't do any of that. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, I, I like digital media a lot. I'd, I'd like to stay in it, I think. Um, I have had a few opportunities for like film and TV stuff, which is fun, but I, I don't know. It's hard. I feel like a lot of people's first instinct when they get into YouTube is like, I want to move to television from here. It's like a springboard. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like YouTube and honestly, like internet content in general is kind of evolving to become just as good, if not better than television. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't necessarily have plans to move to TV or film in the near future, but I do eventually like my big goal is to one day like edit a big movie or documentary or something. I guess. I don't SP7 know. Movie. <laughs> Eight hours <laughs> long. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I already do that too much for them. Um, no, yeah, but I, I don't know. I uh, I want to keep editing for sure, but I'm also 23, so what the fuck do I know? Like, my <laughs> yeah, ideas I was say, of life five have years so much, experience yeah. at your age, especially, yeah. that's inc- that's awesome. And that yeah. is that's the incredible. Thing is like, to yeah. already be within the industry that you know you want to be in. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the thing is now, now like, I don't want to leave it because I'm like, I already have so much experience and I'm so far ahead for being 23. Fucking brag a lot. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I like to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I like editing a lot. I'm very lucky I found it at such a young age. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, other than editing. What about I, like being in videos? Because I know people ask you that all the time. Like, yeah. videos, but you just like don't like it. I really, I mean, like I, when I first started working with Steve, I didn't think that I was going to be in videos at all because I didn't, I didn't want to be. I'm an editor. Um, and, and he was just kind of like, I mean, he found the same thing that we have found, which is that if you have a lady in your videos, like it just gets more views. So yeah, he was how like, do you feel about it? What did you think then, like when that started? I'm trying. I mean, I just was embarrassed because I like really didn't want to be in videos, but I'm also the editor, so I have like more control over how I'm portrayed. So that oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah that helps me too. feel more comfortable with like me being in videos for sure. But I don't know. It's just not really my thing. Um, so I try not to be, but like, it's fine now because the character, my character or whatever is just me not saying anything. So like, I don't really have to <laughs> yeah. do anything. Yeah. It's funny cause Vicky's so much like me. The first day she started, I was like, are you ever interested in being on camera? Cause she's like super funny. And she was like, uh, no, do I have to? <laughs> you do not. You Drop do not. Yeah. My favorite tweets you said once, cause it was so true. You're like. My dream job is to be far away from everyone in space and just edit by myself. That was so true. It's so fucking real. Wedding season is upon us. You're going to be doing it big and going out at all of your buddies' weddings. When you're bringing a date, you want to look fresh. But it has to be convenient. That's where theblacktux.com comes in. The Black Tux has awesome suits and tuxedos in all kinds of styles, and you rent them online. The Black Tux offers the kind of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive, and you might only wear them once. Like the emerald shawl tuxedo. It's funky, but how many times are you going to wear an emerald green tux? Once. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Maybe twice. Maybe not at all. (laughs) (laughs) With the Black Tux, you can do you and blow it out for your big one-time event. So try out a new look, do something different, and take your style to the next level. 
With the Black Tux free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. And if anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement suit right away. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Shipping is free both ways. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. To get $20 off your next purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash pine, P-I-N-E, that's theblacktux.com slash pine, for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered straight to you. So I produce here, um, which is a newer uh, thing for me. I started out as I was going to decorate the office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? And now I'm a producer here. Oh. So <laughs> that worked out. I climbed that corporate ladder. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you also have into the storyline and stuff, too. Yeah. Started. yeah. Yeah. Well, my first thing I did was I got a call saying, like, hey, can you put on some clothes that are like way too big for you and come out and hang in an alley with your oh, boyfriend. Oh you my gosh, so that episode was so funny. Was I was so nervous. Busker. It was so, it was so good. Yeah, that was, really that was the most nerve wracking, because you know, Jamie and I do regular acting stuff and usually we, there's a script and there's time to prep and right. they were like, oh, yeah. get in the alley and be funny. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. You, know. you are an actress, right? So like mm-hmm. kind of migrating like half and half producer actress was kind of in your wheelhouse anyway yeah yeah it's it's a lot of fun to get to come to work and get to play every day because i mean anybody who's an actor knows that like you 99 percent of the time you're waiting tables and one percent of the time you're getting to do what you love and Mm -hmm. so to get to come to work every day and there's always an opportunity for me to do something whether it's you know being on camera or coming up with things that we're eventually going to do it's really wonderful and awesome well you mm-hmm. just got a, a pretty big voiceover gig for an anime right oh, congratulations yeah. that's awesome yeah that was really great and um i guess working here was it was so wonderful that i had the flexibility to like go and be an actress for a couple of weeks and then be able to come back and my job was still yeah i'm sure that's me. nice yeah. but yeah but it, it's uh it's great and i love I love just having a job where I get to play most of the time. And totally. What were you doing in the, the anime voiceover? Um, I actually booked the lead in a f- anime film called um, Haikara Here Comes Miss Modern. And it's a like about a, like a feminist girl from the 1920s in Japan. Cool. And she's like super cool. kick-ass. And um, yeah, so I got to do the voice for the film. And that was the part, and that's part one. And it's going to be, in theaters, I don't Ooh. know. Can we go? Yeah. I know we should. Yeah. I don't know if they talked about it being in theaters with the English dub, but I'm not sure which ones are going to have the English dub and which ones are going to have the Japanese right. dub, or mm-hmm. if it's most, mostly going to be mm-hmm. the original or the original Japanese. Um, so, did you do the voiceover in Japanese? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. Okay. Um, I did it all in English, but uh, yeah, it was great. So I would go in for I did four hour sessions and. I got to watch the story. We recorded in sequential order. And um, I got to watch the story as it was happening. And they would just basically play the Japanese for me, tell me what was going on. And then I they would give me the line in English. And a lot of the times when you're doing anime, they don't have the script like translated correctly when you first go in oh, there. So there's a lot Raina of talking about that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of rewriting while you're in the booth, which mm-hmm. is really exciting. And, and there was, I got to a point where I was really comfortable and I could kind of work on the lines with the directors who were just amazing. And yeah, so I got to kind of see the story unfold as I was 
doing it and I got to give her a life and um, seeing what the Japanese actress did was super amazing. But it's so interesting how um, we have such different reactions in different cultures, like the way that right. we react to things and, and even like noises that we make when we're reacting to things are so different in different cultures. I'm but, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was great. That's, really That's super cool. exciting. That is really cool. Um, I wrapped on t- Tuesday of oh. this week. Yeah. So it was oh, the last super recent. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I remember Raina cool. talking about um, something like that where she, because she's done voiceovers for different yeah. animes and translations and linguistic work. And I remember her saying that, especially in Japanese, you there's no way to translate some things that yes. they say in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And so she would mm-hmm. constantly be trying to find a way to like convey the same meaning mm-hmm. without, so like not changing completely the intent of the script or what it says. But just, I remember her saying it was sort of challenging to try to find the equivalent just because the cultures are so different. Yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm bilingual. So it's mm-hmm. definitely like you do sometimes there are things where like you just can't, like the meaning is is very like culturally intertwined mm-hmm. where it's like hard to separate it from the culture and like plop it down into english speaking culture or like even vice versa that's why like i remember when i lived in mexico sense of humor is like so different that's like the number one hardest thing i think to pick up on in another language is is the humor because mm-hmm. like people's humors are so different with like the culture it's really weird what's the the like there's there's such weird things too like the um it's lost like a fart in a jacuzzi you know like there's like different yeah and, no, and, yeah. and it just it doesn't work in english yeah. but in spanish like no it, it makes never mind just forget <laughs> it that doesn't my sense. favorite because my favorite um expression that my coworker taught me in spanish was you know how we say our other half in mm-hmm. spanish you say like the other half of the orange yeah and i was like that's so it's cute so poetic yeah nice. it's yeah. so much more like poetic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely romance languages mm-hmm. yeah. so nice. definitely very romantic <laughs> yeah. for sure well i'm glad we're all connected by oranges kind of other halves of oranges and oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yes. we could all like come together today and do this and i so appreciate you guys taking time out of your saturdays to be yeah. here and yeah, yeah. Just thanks for having us so wonderful and thanks again to our sponsors skillshare stitch fix and the black tux and hopefully we'll be back again sometime soon to yeah, do yeah. this okay. again if you guys want us back let us know let mm-hmm. us know <laughs> nicely in the comments yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> please don't comment please be nice <laughs> okay cool all right cool. thanks guys bye, bye.